0: Well, here we are at the beginning of a new year, and a new year brings uh, new opportunities, right, and new challenges as well. And we wish each other a happy new year, hoping and praying that this year will indeed be a year full of blessings and health and happiness. And of course, we want to do our part uh, to make that happen, so we make resolutions and set goals to make changes in our life that we believe will contribute to a happier life for ourselves and for others. So we make resolutions to do things like um, lose weight or quit smoking and make a difference with our life more than we did last year. And often we target areas of our life that are in need of change, thinking that if we could get a handle on this uh, habit, if or that relationship, or stretch ourselves and learn this new thing, that our lives would be happier, and we would have a happy new year. And here's the thing. There's nothing nothing wrong with resolutions and, and wanting to change. It's, it's important to take care of our health and to stop annoying people with whatever kinds of uh, habit it is that starts arguments at your house. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we don't want to focus on tweaking our lives here and miss out on God's plan and, and what he wants for us in the year ahead. And as a church, we, we've set some goals for this year, and we're working to carry those goals out. But the reality is, unless God is in it, we can't do anything that has eternal significance whether as a church or as individuals. We need God's blessing, his provision, his presence, his protection as we move into another year of ministry. And so with that in mind, I've um, put together a a prayer card, a bookmark for us. Uh, Several people have asked me, um, you'll remember maybe that I did this a couple of years ago. We had a card. And several people have said that they enjoyed having that it gave them some focus uh in their prayer time and so they asked me to put something together again and you should have one in your bulletin if you don't there are plenty of these and there are extra ones here if you're maybe you're sharing a bulletin with your spouse but you don't share a bible at home or something like that but uh so there are there are these uh to take as a as a church, prayer should be the main focus of our life together. God answers prayer, and it honors God when we seek Him. And without God, all of our plans and our goals are empty wishes and wasted effort. So, I would encourage you to um, pray through these prayers at least once a week. And you know, it's up to you how you do that. Some uh, you may choose to like. Uh, each day pick one of these and kind of pray more in depth about it um others of you may want to just once a week take this and pray all the way through all of them it's up to you but i would really encourage you uh to do that because prayer does make a difference and uh, nothing that we do uh can be done effectively apart from christ and as I was thinking about what prayers to include in this, uh, I didn't want to just pull them out of thin air. I felt God was drawing me to John, the uh, last few chapters there, in chapters 13 through, 14, uh, through 17, where Jesus is with his disciples one last time uh, before his crucifixion. And the reason I felt drawn to that, I think, is because when you have just a little bit of time left with somebody, you say the things that are most important, the things that matter most to you. And it was in that time that Jesus had with his disciples that he is recording quite a lengthy talk uh, that Jesus had with them. And it seemed to me that those words would be a good place for creating a list of prayers that Jesus would want us to pray and requests that Jesus would want us to make as a church Uh, for the year ahead of us. And so what I've done is take the major themes and promises and topics that Jesus talked about that night. He actually, in chapter 17, uh, says a prayer, and so some of these come from that. And I've created that bookmark um, that you have there before you. And during that evening, Jesus promised his disciples that if they would remain in him, that they could ask him whatever they wanted, and it would be done for them. And, of course, he knew that if they were abiding in him, if they were clinging to him, that the things that they asked for would be shaped by and prompted by the Holy Spirit. So um, our memory verse comes from this promise from John fifteen seven. So let's read it together. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you john 15 seven. so jesus invites us to ask and not for our purposes but for his and for his glory so let's ask again this year and see what god will do for us and wi- with us and through us as we earnestly seek him again this year so we're going to walk through this uh bookmark this morning and take some time then to pray before we share in the lord's supper together um There aren't any message notes today because they're all right there on your bookmark. So I'll fill in and everything uh, so you can have it this year. So let's take a few minutes to look at these. Now, if you're familiar with the Bible uh, and the Gospels, you've noticed that uh, when it comes to the last night of Jesus' life, John records the washing of the disciples' feet. The other three Gospels uh, talk about the Last Supper and the meal that we're going to share later. Uh, They don't mention the washing of the feet, but John does. And it was after Jesus had washed the disciples' feet that we read these words in John 13. It says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this... Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And, you know, the most important commandment in the Bible, in the Old or New Testament, is that we love each other and that we love God well. Everything else, all the laws, all the commandments are summed up in that one commandment, to love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, body, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus tells us uh, how to do this. He says, love one another as I've loved you. And you know, sometimes we don't do this so well in the church. Uh, God puts all these different personalities together, and he calls it his family. And uh, our family, like every family, is made up of people. And while we often love and care for one another in noble and beautiful ways, Um, People also have a bent towards being self-centered and uh, stubborn and inconsiderate and impatient and all the things that we make New Year's resolutions about. Because the church is like a family, and because we're doing such important work that really matters to us, sometimes it's hard to love each other as Jesus asks us to. And we need God's help. And the first prayer there invites God to help us to love one another as he's loved us and and that's where it gets hard isn't it jesus gave his life for us he laid down uh, his own needs for ours and he made great sacrifices to show his love and it's not easy to love when we've been hurt or when things aren't going the way that we think that they should but look at what happens when we love as jesus told us to love in that last verse of the uh, verses that we just read it says by this by loving one another everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another see the world is watching us and you know there's so much negative stuff out there right now about the church and about christians isn't there i mean we've all heard it and we don't combat that with negative talk and putting the culture down. We counter it like Jesus did with love. And Jesus gave us the strategy for winning the world to himself. Loving each other well is how we show those who don't know Jesus the beauty of his love and forgiveness. And when we love each other, that it creates a curiosity, even in the hardest hearts. It was love. Think about this. It was love that drew you to Jesus. And love is how God draws the world to Christ through us. The way that we love each other and show that love uh, is unlimited, though, isn't it? Uh, It's as big and unlimited as God is. And so that means we need to learn to listen and respond to God's Holy Spirit guiding us um, so that we're going where he would have us go and doing the things that he would have us do to show his love and to make his love visible. So the second prayer then is God teach us to listen and respond to your Holy Spirit's guidance. Uh, in John 14, Jesus promises his disciples that uh, even though he's going away, he's not going to leave them alone. Uh, look at John fourteen, fifteen, and 17. If you love me... Keep my commandments, and I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Uh, Jesus doesn't expect us to make a go of being the church on our own. Uh, He sent his Holy Spirit to be with us and to help us. Uh, His role, his uh, purpose is to teach, to strengthen, and to guide us. And we're growing as a disciple when we have this attentiveness to the Holy Spirit. Being a follower of Jesus Christ should never be boring. Uh, God is always at work around us, and he's continually inviting us into these amazing, amazing opportunities to participate in what he's doing. And this is how Jesus lived his life. He wasn't moving and acting on his own. He was listening and acting on what he heard and saw the Father doing. And we find an example of this in, um, earlier in the Gospel of John where Jesus gives an explanation to some of the people who were criticizing him for some of the things that he was doing. And he says in John 5, Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. And then again, in John 14, where uh, we're studying right now, Jesus told his disciples that he does nothing on his own. In John fourteen ten, he says, The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. And one of the greatest challenges for us as we grow in the faith is to learn how to recognize God's leadings. You know, I I struggle with this. Is that just me or is that God? And to know when God is speaking. And growing in Christ is growing in our ability to discern God's direction. And the good news is that Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit to speak to us and to show us the things that God is doing and wants us to do. Um, In John 16, Jesus says this, But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because it's from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So the Holy Spirit in you is receiving from Christ what he's making known to us. But we have to be attentive and we have to listen for his voice. God still speaks today. And the Holy Spirit is at work all the time around us. And his work is to reveal and make known what the Son is doing. And just as Jesus watched and responded to what he saw the Father doing, We need to listen and respond to God's leading in our lives and in our church. And that's a whole other sermon on how to do that. But uh, as we pray through these prayers uh, during the, the week, I think this is a good place to pray for the leadership of the church, to ask that God would give us wisdom, that we would be able to hear his voice, discern what it is he's calling us to do, But I think it's also a wonderful opportunity to say, God, I'm available to you this week. I'm listening. What would you have me do? And, you know, when we do that, that kind of discipleship takes faith and courage. Um, When we listen and respond to the Holy Spirit, we find God leading us out of our comfort comfort zone into places maybe we're uh, not ready to go or think we're not ready to go. And that's why Jesus prayed for protection for his disciples. And we need to ask that God protect us and then give us the courage, knowing that God is protecting us, to step out in faith and be world changers. And that's the third prayer there on your bookmark. God protect us and give us faith to become world changers. Um, Near the end of that evening that Jesus was with his disciples, he prayed a prayer for them. And it's found in John 17, and one of the things that he asked God for is that God would protect them. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. You know, we're called to be salt and light in a dark world, and that takes courage to follow God where he leads us and sends us. And as we pray pray this prayer, we're asking God to protect us from the enemy. And we need that as a church. Uh, The enemy has his way of sowing seeds of discord and causing divisions and other tactics that keep us from being effective in our work. And there are things that he does that cause fear. And uh, he likes it when we're complacent and comfortable and choose that over changing and fulfilling our mission of making disciples we need god's protection as we serve him but it's not a bunker in and hunker down kind of protection it's a protection that enables us to take great steps of faith to be world changers and as we take risks to fulfill our mission then we'll see god working in and through us to transform not only our church but the world and the end result, then, the goal is the fruitfulness. Um, number four, give us fruit. The fourth prayer is that God would make us effective and give us fruit that glorifies him. And, you know, I've, I've never seen a farmer, Paul's a farmer, have you ever uh, spent your whole summer planting and tilling and, you know, not anticipated some kind of crop from that? Right, you you know, every farmer that sows seed is hoping for, praying for something to come from it, uh, a crop, a harvest. And God has put us here to bear kingdom fruit. So let's ask for it together because Jesus said that God is glorified when our work is fruitful. Uh, Look what he says in John 17 about his own work. He said, I've brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do, um, speaking to to his father. And then in John 15, we we read these words, this is to my father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. God is glorified when we're effective in the work that he gives us, uh, when there's fruit from our labor. And as you pray these prayers, this would be a good place each week to pray for the ministries of the church. And Whatever is happening that week in particular, uh, if there's some event, a mega sports camp or whatever it is, uh, this would be a good uh, time each week to to pray for that, that there'll be fruit from it. We've got the contemporary worship coming up, and it's going to be starting pretty soon. And it needs to be bathed in prayer, and everybody that's involved in that, uh, we need to be praying for those people. Uh, And we'll see fruit as we abide in Christ and seek his provision and guidance. And, and of course, we always want fruit that glorifies God, not ourselves. Um, It's all about lifting Jesus up in all that we do. And then the last prayer that I've included comes at the very end of Jesus' prayer for his disciples in chapter 17. It says, make us one with you and one with each other. That was Jesus' final request as he prayed for his disciples. But um, he wasn't just praying for those who were sitting around him that night. In John 17, 20, uh, he says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us, right? That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Jesus says that our unity, the way that we love one another, when we're of one mind and of one uh, heart, that that is a witness to the world that he is who he said he is. Pray for oneness with God and each other as we go through the work that God has given us to do this year. You know, there's nothing like the church when the church is being the church at its best, right? And God will use us as wonderful world-changing ways this year as we turn to him in prayer and work together with one heart and mind for his glory. So the question is, and this is uh, the question I'll close with, is will you pray for your church this year? On the back of your connection card, there's a place to commit to doing that. And then there's also an invitation to tell God this morning uh, at the start of this new year that you're available to his purposes again this year. You know, sometimes we have to (laughs) re-up. We have to re-enlist, that's right. And so here's an opportunity to say, yeah, God, um, I can do this another year. Uh, I want to serve you. And, uh, you know, I'm praying for you and your family that you will be having everything you need to keep your New Year's resolutions and make the changes that you long to see, that you will have a happy new year. But I'm also asking that as individuals and as a church that we contribute to the happiness in heaven this year, that there will be parties in heaven and great rejoicing because this church is here. Imagine if God answered all of the prayers on that card. Imagine the changed lives, the new people that would be sitting in the pews. Imagine what God wants to do through us and through our church this year. That, my friends, would be a happy new year. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we, we do praise you. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the ministries that you've given us, the ways that you've called us to um, serve one another, to serve the world around us, to reach out and to uh, help those who don't yet know you, to hear about your love, to experience your forgiveness and kindness in your life. And we ask right now at the beginning of this new year that you would make us effective in all that we do, that you would help us to love one another as you loved us, that you would uh, give us, God, the faith that we need to pray bold prayers and to step out in faith, that you would keep us always protected in your care and make us one, God, in the work that you've given us to do. Always walk with us and guide us by your Holy Spirit and lead us, Father, we pray. For it's in your name that we move and live and breathe. And the power that we need is found only in you. So we turn to you now, offering our lives and our church for your glory and purposes this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.